what happened to yesterday. 23rd of January is now what? It's a, a memory. And there'll never be ever again another 23rd of January 1989. That whole has just that's a perception, isn't it? It's a memory. But we can't ever <coughs> duplicate that memory, can we? Because just the perception alone in time means that it's gone forever. <coughs> in our particular perceptual realm. Memory is like that, isn't it? Actually, January 23rd, 1989 is, is, is a, just a thought in the mind, something we create, isn't it? Yesterday didn't go around saying, I'm January 23rd, 1989, did it? I didn't hear any, anything yesterday <coughs> coming around and tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, Samato, I'm January 23rd, 1989. But there was me saying, you, today is January 23rd, 1989. Today is January 24th, 1989. I've got calendars, very nicely produced calendars from Thailand that ties are into the most beautiful uh, graphics these days. Their calendars used to be pretty cheap looking, in a little kind of newsprint pages with pictures of the Queen or something. But then, now they're producing works of art, announcing the days, each day of each month, beautifully printed, said, today is January 24th, 1989. So memory, perception, being able to name things, the having <coughs> having, uh, having symbols and words and language and then when we when we don't question or investigate that then we, we that's the world that we live in is a world of perceptions of me as a person me as a certain type of person you as a certain type of person the world is a perception, <coughs> the world of, of what, what I perceive the world to be, My, the whole conditioning process that goes into, into one's uh, experiences from birth and being born into the family and the class and the race and the age, the time, the, <coughs> the education, all the things that are conditioned into the mind the sanya, perception, the names we give things, the views we have, these are all impermanent and they're not self and yet that ignorance grasps these things as being more than what they are. Not that they're wrong or bad but it, it's, it's that avicca, vajaya sankara, those, all those tendencies to regard that as, as, as a reality and make assumptions and and decisions and and hold views 
and form opinions from that whole realm of ignorance that's never been questioned maybe, never been penetrated with wisdom. That's what prejudices are, aren't they? If you, you hear people have prejudice, racial prejudices or whatever, it's because they hear uh, from maybe from their parents from the very beginning that that race or that nation is bad. So then, then that very much affects your worldview, doesn't it? How you, how you react to things. That's why the 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 Buddha refrained from making doctrines about God and and metaphysical uh, statements, speculations, because that tends to be. <coughs> Those are perceptions, just like anything. God, the word God, is a perception, isn't it? It is, it is a man-made word. It is uh, a creation of the mind, the word itself. <coughs> and yet we can say God and people will start feeling all kinds of emotions. Some people that believe in God, they'll start feeling uh, very uh, wonderful. Oh, God loves me. God is wonderful. God is the Almighty. God is the Savior. God is this. God is that. If you believe there isn't any God or you don't believe in God, then you say God, and then they say, oh, God, there isn't any God. It's all just hocus-pocus superstition, stupidity. Those are the emotional reactions. That's emotion, isn't it? That uh, one goes toward the, the uh, affirmative and the other to the negative. <clears throat> That's why the Four Noble Truths and the Patita Samapada is an investigation of the process, the, the process of Dhamma, rather than then, gra then giving us positions to take or views to grasp onto or hold onto. It's an investigation of the process that we can actually witness to in the, in the form, in the karma, the conditions that we have at this time. So it's not an, it's not an affir affirmation or a denial, but an, but a, an investigation putting into looking and, and, and penetrating. It's a penetration, isn't it? This is like contemplating the aramana, the sticky objects. Like the word God can be a sticky object, can't it? Your mind gets stuck on it. <coughs> as soon as there's a God and then and then you go into, oh, God is wonderful, God is the Almighty, I love God, God is my Father, God is my... That's, you're stuck, and that's, that's what we mean by stickiness. Because you, as you grasp that concept of God, then your mind goes uh, into this proliferating tendency, say, uh, affirming it. Or if, if, you, if you don't believe in God and you hate the whole idea, then you say God... And, then it gets stuck on 
Oh, it's all poppycock, it's silly, foolish superstition. Bah humbug. And that's that's sticky, and you're stuck onto onto the aramana. Because you're proliferating. Just some some word, you press the button, God, and then then you you become something like that, don't you? You can press your buttons. And, and see what you're stuck on. That's what we're doing in meditation, isn't it? We're, we're just watching where we stick, where we get stuck in, in this world. What tends to just take us over or obsess our minds? What tends to, to uh, say, make us angry or resentful or bitter? What tends to inspire us? What, what we long for and be inspir have inspiration and things affirmed? for us. Like when I say the things that you like to hear, you know, let's say, you're, you know, you're all very mature, evolving spiritual beings now. You're perfectly capable of practicing and motivating yourself into the spiritual path. You don't need uh, me to constantly kind of be on your back, pushing you along the way. Because all of you, every one of you, all the bhikkhus here, the Siladars and Agarikas, everyone is 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 uh, is realized the Baramita and the keeping the Sila and your lives now are really moving toward that ultimate spiritual realization. <coughs> and then then the because the, that's that's nice, that's praise, isn't it? That's encouragement, that's inspiring. It's nice to hear that somebody you look to as, as some kind of authority or expert uh, says you're all right. Saying you're all right. Get on with it. And then if I suddenly just uh, say the opposite. <laughs> you don't like to hear that, how, you know, criticisms, the the things I see wrong, your weaknesses. What if I, what if I expose you each in individually, your weaknesses in this meeting? <laughs> to everyone. Just started going through the whole lineup and just telling everyone about this person's faults and weaknesses. Would be... Wouldn't like that, would you? <laughs> and press your buttons. And you get stuck on the aramanas. Now that which is not an aramana, what is that? Well, that that's where you question that. Now, what what is what where what is not aramana? What is not ob an object? Where don't you get, st what is not sticky? <clears throat> that, is, that is a question to, to investigate, isn't it? What is, where is it, or what is it? Now we have to admit that each one of us is in this very subjective position, isn't it? Because you're even to my eyes, you're just a Ramanas. That's all you are. I get stuck onto your, the looking at you. 
and that even your names and the memories I have of you, the, the views and opinions I might hold about you, they're not, they're not really, uh, if they're, they're just uh, a Ramana, aren't they? That's all they are. There's not, that's not a real, that's not a, that has no center, no core to it at all. My, my opinion of you has no core to it. I can't find any core in it. Anything, any, anything that one can say is what you really are or what your soul is or anything like that. Uh, any opinion or memory, perception I have of you or any of you or all of you. What is it? It's just, it's just a Nama Rupa, Vajaya Salayatana. Well, that process. It's a process, isn't it? <clears throat> but then we're not going into abstractions either by, by giving doctrinal positions saying there's, there's no self as a, as a kind of doctrine Anatta is not meant to be a, a, a doc, doctrine or dogma that one grasps. It's a, it's a tool for investigation. So then, the, then the, the, we, when you see what a Ramana really is, what, what it is, the, the, the uh, Vijnana, Bhajaya uh, Nama Rupa, Nama Rupa Bhajaya Salayatana, Salayatana Bhajaya Pasa, Pasa Bhajaya Vedana. And so this, this experience of being born in a conscious form is like this. We, for, the, for our whole lives, it'll be like this. I'll be the subject of this world, of this experience from birth to death. Always have been and always will be till they till they till I die. But then, what is the true subject? Is it is it the perceptions that are con conditioned into my mind about me? Is it my name? Is that my true self? That was given to me years after I was born, and I hope it's not the name my mother gave me. I hope that's not really me, and I hope. <laughs> And I hope the the uh, <clears throat> culture and background of my life is not really me. I hope I'd hate that to be kind of permanent and eternal. And I'd hate to, I mean, to really be, you know, pretty miserable to to have for eternity uh, a personality. To have a personality and the and then all this Vedana and feeling and, and all these attachments to a Ramana and things like this, to have that for eternity, forever. And think about that. That would be, be horrible. And all those things, when you, when you penetrate them with wisdom, with Panya, then what are they? They're, they're insubstantial, evanescent, ephemeral 
forever changing. ineluctable operations. So that there's no there's no core to any of it, to the Ramanized there. There's no there's no eternal core or true center. So as long as you're looking for the core or the center or the ultimate truth or the deathless as a Ramana, what are you going to get? Something that isn't, isn't it? That's why even even the even the word or the perception has to be let, re- relinquished. Like the word God has to be relinquished, and all the the other all the other uh, beliefs and all the Ramanas of your of your mind. You, you begin to just see as, as for what they are. Because the, none of them, they're all unsatisfactory because they have no core, no real center. But where is the center? And, and so now we're... we're, we're Say as we as we let go of the aramana, then what is it? The knowing and the and that that can witness and know without giving it a name, because then that's aramana. Without having to perceive it as anything, do you really have to be somebody to feel happy, or do you have to have somebody? verify that you are somebody or that there is a God or that there is eternal life or there is something because then you're then you're 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 wanting affirmations to support your fears you're still caught in in doubt and in fear anxiety uncertainty and you want the an authority to come along and say yes there is a God yes you'll go to heaven yes there is the deathless realm and and uh, so forth, and you will, and you have an eternal soul, and and when you die, if you if you, if you are a good person, you live happily ever after, and in a happy state, and so forth. And that is the the desire to be to have to feel safe and secure. And it's kind of basic, very immature. I mean, we have to when we're young and. We need that kind of affirmation from our parents. We need parents to say, I love you, you're all right and I'll protect you because children need, need it. We needed that up to a certain age. Children physically need it. They need parents who will nourish them and protect them because they, they can't do it themselves. They can't possibly do that on their own. So we need external parents. But for the holy life, this is the the rising to that ultimate freedom. That's why this isn't a a path of of, of continuous affirmation. We we use inspiration and encouragement, but but the encouragement is also towards this investigation for you to awaken 
to be awake and, and, and use wisdom to investigate. Some of you refuse to do it. It's not because you're not encouraged to. Some think you do it when you don't. Because you come out with some pretty silly ideas. And whatever it is, you keep going. You don't, you don't, I mean, it's all right to come out with silly ideas as long as you see them for what they are. The mindfulness, then, is the way to the deathless. Uppamadoa makapadang. Very kind of rhythmic, isn't it? Poetic. Uppamadoa makapadang. Heedfulness, being mindful, is the way to the deathless. And so there's this, uh, because this is the true subject, the, the pure, the purity, the pure mind, the mind that is not, the, the, that is not a condition, not an aramana, not a mental state. And that's when you're mindful, when you're not stuck on aramana, when you're not sticking on anything, that's, then that is a mata padang. That is the deathless. We say that the empty mind. Or some people, when, uh, empty is a word. Is a word they get stuck on. Mm-hmm. Empty means nothing. So then they have to say. It's not deathless even sometimes is a bit too strong. Like my book, Path to the Deathless, they had to kind of pretty it up a bit, say mindfulness, Path to the Death. Because death, anything with death in it is, is considered, uh, is, a, is, a, is an aramana that people get stuck on. I thought deathless was a very nice term. The path, the road to death, might might be a bit heavy, but <laughs> but some people are so blind that just the word death, even if even if they can't see less after, they just ignore it. Remember at Ajahn Kitty Saro's Katina, I gave the talk or something, and afterwards a uh, young lady came up to me, gave a talk, and I thought I was explaining very well the kind of service and help for humanity and, and the, you know, all the kind of altruistic things I was trying to get across. And this young lady came up to me and, and said, you shouldn't be teaching like that. And I said, what? She said, you're saying we shouldn't do anything, that if everything's all right, and there's so many things wrong with the world, we've got to... <laughs> so obviously she only heard maybe a, a sentence or 
you know, that, that was a very powerful, she got stuck on it and couldn't hear the rest of what I was saying. <clears throat> so that, that she just heard one sentence stuck onto that and then the rest was totally, didn't hear the rest. We do that a lot, don't we? We're all guilty of that. <clears throat> then, the, then the simple teaching, do good, refrain from doing evil. It's very basic, isn't it, too? Just in daily life with a body, with these, with these conditions, in this conditioned realm, with a human body, then we, it's conscious and feels. Our intention is to do good and refrain from doing evil, purify them, the mind. This is the teaching of the Buddha. Very simple, isn't it? Now in the, the, uh, the Manovinyana consciousness in Tamarom, Tamaramana, so seeing the, the Dhamma and being mindful, then we, with our ability to think and, and to perceive and conceive, then we're using this from, from a, from, from vicha, from knowledge, rather than from ignorance, from avicha. Everything's dhamma, even ignorance is dhamma. And, and so that, that, uh, that we see ignorant thoughts and views and attachments as dhamma rather than as self. We're seeing that, that, that uh, selfishness in all its forms and fears and desires as that which arises and ceases. It's the tamaramana. It's the, it's what, it's the way things are. So even your most uh, horrible thoughts and, and uh, feelings are tamaramana. And so we can, we, we, we see it as anicca dukkha anatta rather than getting stuck onto it with like or dislike. And that takes a, a, a determination because if, if you really like something or really dislike something, it's hard to, to let it go. There's always a, a, a stickiness to anything really attractive or anything really unattractive or horrible. Is, there's one the stickiness of, of uh, drawing it near, kind of bring it, hold on to it, the other is a stickiness trying to get rid of it, getting stuck by trying to push it away. <laughs> the other indulgence and suppression, gamma sukhalikana yoka atakilamatana yoka. And then in, in the, the salayatana, the, the, like the aramana for the eye is the, is the, is the uh, object's the, sub, the object of the eye, eye consciousness, jaku, the jaku vinyana, then this ramana is what you see, the object. The ramana for the nose is the odor, and for the ear is sound, and for the t 
tongue, his taste for the body, his, his feeling of pleasure and pain, heat and cold. For the uh, for the mano vinyana, it's the it's the the thoughts, the feelings. The perceptions. <clears throat> They're like this looking at this cup, say this that's the uh the the rupa is that's uh, the form is seen with the eye, that's the object. Of the of the sight now this cup, but actually the cup the word cup is is uh, is a perception I'm creating actually the eye consciousness is here, but then the mano minyana puts a name onto it cup and so forth. And then this is this is a, an investigation of the process. This doesn't say, I'm a cup, does it? We say, you're a cup. It's <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> like this carpet on the floor, remember? People kept wanting to throw it out. Variety old carpet. We should have a beautiful carpet here, where in the kind of this important place in the sala, Ajahn Prabhakara. Thought, we want that ratty old carpet there. So then I told everybody when with ratty old carpet. You know that's a work of art. That is a. That is woven silk, probably from Armenia. That is a genuine work of art. It's probably creation of, of little children who spend hours ruining their eyesight, weaving silk threads into subtle patterns and lovely, lovely uh, pastel shades of blue and pink. The perception changes, doesn't it? <laughs> because if you just look at the carpet you see that, that it's worn it's old it, it has uh, it's frayed and then that's all you, that's all some people see an old carpet with was worn and frayed and so they think ratty old carpet Other people see, uh, like the, the patterns on it, or the, realize that it's a, um, um, woven, hand-woven carpet, and it, and it was probably one time very, very beautiful, so forth. So, but these are reflections, aren't they? And, some people like old carpet. Some people would prefer this one. Don't they? Some people like this one because it's new. Other people don't like this one because it is new. <laughs> Some people collect old carpets like that. Wealthy people spend lots of money buying them up. 
because what it's it's a it's a perception, isn't it? It is what it is. Isn't it? that that carpet isn't saying anything? It's just exactly what it is right now. And and we put onto it all kinds of things. We project onto it uh, all all kinds of values, opinions. <clears throat> That's what we do with each other, isn't it? We, we, we have personalities become the, we, we, we hold on to a, a view of a personality. Just our views of nation and of what the French are like, what the Italians are like, what the Germans are like, what the Americans are like. These are all perceptions. Like in America, you have different national percent. You, you regard French people very differently in America than you do here in England. <laughs> Americans have a very different perceptions of France than they, the British do, because they, they are, you know, it isn't so close. <laughs> <laughs> But in, uh, say, you probably, the British probably have very different perceptions of Mexico than the Americans, than the North Americans. What's close, what affects you, what, what, uh, what is, you know, your closest neighbors and that which you have a long history with, you have a strong perception for. Some, some country that has absolutely never been any threat or any bother to you whatsoever, <clears throat> in contrast to a country that, that has been. <clears throat> so these are prejudices, prejudgments that we make, and they can be very cultural, very, uh, you know, the whole nation can, can hold to a certain type of prejudice, national prejudice. It's what a lot of culture really is about, isn't it? What a lot of uh, European culture is, is just a smug, uh, inversion on our own ways as being somehow better than the others. And we call that culture. <laughs> so that, that, that is, uh, is a, uh, that because that is the grasping, that it's getting stuck on the Aramanas, all of that the sticky world that we create. And that world is a is conditioned world. It's it's all an illusory world. It's a phantom, like like the idea of, of it's a dream world. It's a dream, isn't it? It's not real. It's an illusory world. So then as we contemplate and free ourselves from these illusions, then we wake, awaken from the dream of life. Think of it like that. That's what the, the enlightenment is, isn't it? To be 
to awaken from the dream of life. <clears throat> from all the dreams, all the illusions that we get lost into, we become caught, stuck onto these, these dream, this dream realm, this illusory realm. Have you ever asked yourself when you dream at night? When you're dreaming, that's real, isn't it? When you're actually dreaming, it seems it's, 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 it seems as real as the dreams that we dream when we're awake, aren't they? Except maybe you don't awaken from the dreams that when you're awake, because you think you're awake. But you do, when you wake from sleep and you've been dreaming, and say if you've had a horrible dream and you awaken, oh, it's only a dream. <laughs> what a relief. And that's that's uh, like the realization of Nibbana, is when you awaken from the dream of life. And, what a relief. It's only a dream. With all this self and me and mine and this whole realm, this world, this Aramana, all the, the illusions, the phantoms I created and believed in, and now I've awakened from that, from that dream. And then that is, that's why the Buddha is the, the awakened one, the awake, the, the wake, that which is awake. <clears throat> so you see, most Humanity is still dreaming, isn't it? It's a dream world, astral world of phantoms and shadows and dreams and and attachments. It's a astral mentality, isn't it? That most humanity is still caught into, stuck into, is that plane of of dream, dream, dream life, illusion. So that they, this, uh, it's it's it's. Uh, quite a leap to to leap out of that that phantom realm that illusory realm that dream world and all that that world that we've created and we've we've created out of ignorance has been instilled into us through the ignorance of our families and cultures. That's a that's a an astral world. It's an illusory world of phantoms and shadows, feelings and emotions, based on ignorance and self and separation and fear and desire. So then enlightenment is to awaken from that realm. contemplate this, you know, reflect on this uh, in your practice. You know, these images I present are for reflection. Trying to, to, to present Dhamma in different ways that might strike a note or help you to, to contemplate Dhamma more. See, the, the pleasure of it it's, 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 it's something that is really 
wonderful to do. We all love to talk and have Dhamma discussions and reflect and talk about Dhamma. I'm able to talk and, and contemplate our experiences of life. 